to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. I'm your host of the Injury List Podcast, Brian Scott. Welcome to the weekly injury update. In this bonus episode, I will be a regular guest on the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show, live on Facebook, hosted by my good friend, Abe Delgado. I will air these segments every week, including the weeks between regularly scheduled podcast episodes. So be sure to check out my website, www.theinjuredlist.com, where you can see past episodes, leave comments, questions, or even provide suggestions for topics you would like me to cover in the future. These weekly bonus tracks will allow me to provide continual updates from the week's past. It will also provide me the opportunity to better develop the content for the bi-weekly episodes where I tackle more complex sports injuries. Don't forget, you can hear the podcast on all the major platforms or wherever you get your podcast content from. Regardless of where that may be, please rate my show and leave feedback. It allows me to reach more viewers and helps me to provide the most popular and current topics that you, the fans, want to hear. Thank you for listening. Now a word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. All right, without further ado, I got to get to this guy. He is falling asleep at the wheel. My apologies. These guys don't shut up. But we need we need to talk to Brian Scott, the host of the uh, Injured List podcast. Brian, please tell us what we need to know going into these next week of playoffs. Please let us know Aaron Donald's going to be okay. Yeah, I think he's going to play through it. Um, those These interior linemen, man, they're tough. And uh, they apparently his nickname is the Warrior, as per their coach. So uh, sounds like he's probably going to be ready to go. Costo well, cartilage rib injury. I don't think there's a question of if he's going to give it a go and tough it out. 
But how effective can he be with that rib cartilage injury? Well, so I think he's going to lose a little bit of power in his upper body when trying to do explosive type of uh, pushing off of blocks and stuff. That's the only downside because the costal cartilage is usually where the rib attaches right to your sternum. And that's why a lot of times when guys get injured there, they have a hard time breathing. And so any type of movement that similar to like yeah, bench he pressing. Like he was struggling, man. Yeah. Yeah. So any type of movement similar similar to like best pr- uh, presses and stuff, uh, bench presses is going to really be the thing that is going to hinder him the most. So my guess is he'll probably try to use more of like a speed technique and try to get around the corners and do that kind of stuff rather than try to just bowl people over. But, you know, these guys are tough, man. These interior linemen don't miss much time normally. Um, I, I think they'll do everything they can to get him ready. I think he'll be able to play. How effective he will be, hard to say. I don't think I do not think he's going to be a hundred percent. But you know, even Aaron Donald at eighty-five percent is better than most guys at one hundred and fifty percent. So you know, take that for what it's worth. I think he, he's going to be in there. He's a gamer. He'll go. More more impressively with the Rams is the fact that Goff even got in the game and played like twelve days after surgery, well, which is crazy. Well, that's my question, right? I mean. He came in as the backup and won the game. Why didn't he just start the game? Well, my, I mean, so 12 days after a thumb surgery where he had a fracture and a dislocation that they had to fix, uh, I'm shocked that the surgeon even let him put pads and suit up. I mean, um, now, granted, there are some procedures that when you fix things like that, they're actually probably stronger than they were before the injury. But the thing is, when you're coming out of surgery, you got swelling, you got pain, you know, you're somewhat stiff from the swelling you haven't really had a chance to let the whole healing phase kind of complete itself. So there was a really high risk that whatever you did surgically could potentially fail. My guess is, and I didn't see the game. I, I have to be honest there, but he's probably really wrapped up and taped up and braced up pretty good so that that thumb doesn't go anywhere. But I can't imagine that. Um, I'm sure he's very sore after that game. I'm sure he's going to have a real downtime this week preparing because any type of additional stress he keeps placing on that in preparation it's just going to set him back. It's not going to allow him to heal. So I don't know how effective he's going to be. And that's, you know, I'm shocked that he even got in a game, let alone start last week. Yeah. I wonder how the backup is. I literally thought he, the way he looked was like, he might've had like a neck or back fracture. The the quarterback that started the game. Um, could he start? I mean, we don't even know what they're going to do at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with what happened to him during the game. I didn't get a chance to see the highlights or anything just yet. But, yeah, um, it was a pretty brutal hit. He was going to the ground, diving head first, and, you know, somebody hit, laid their shoulder pad and hit his head in a bad way, and he got a stinger, but the way he was uh, acting was like it was more serious, and they brought him right to the hospital, too. Yeah, so, well, so with stingers, it is a, it's basically an injury to the... Um, the plexus of nerves that basically exits out of the neck. And there's two types of mechanisms for that. One is a compressive type injury where the neck and that the nerves and the spine there get compressed. And one is a traction type injury where the, the neck and the shoulder get pulled apart and stretched to nerves. And so anytime if somebody is complaining of neck pain and they have these numbness or tingling nerve type symptoms, uh, they're going to take extra special precaution with that. And that's probably why they got into the hospital so fast. But stingers themselves generally resolve on their own uh, pretty quickly. The problem is, uh, once you've had one, they can very easily happen again. And especially if you're a lineman or a receiver or running back who's constantly having to take hits, that can definitely delay your return to play. Now, a quarterback, um, since you know most of the time they're trying to get away from hits and they're getting rid of the ball and handing it off, they might, you know, he might be ready to go and they might have to start him again because I can't imagine that Goff's going to be able to start the game and complete the game and be 100% effective on that thumb 
having played this past weekend when he probably shouldn't have. So yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Um, that's why it might have been a stupid idea for Brian to pick the Rams in that game. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Anyway, you've heard what's been going on. Yeah. I want to give you the time and the floor. What do you want to talk about, Brian Scott? Well, so a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Uh, you mentioned the Peterson firing in Philly. And if, if mm-hmm. your listeners tuned in last week, my, my quote was, that's the kind of thing that a coach would do if he wants to get fired. Sure enough, he got fired. So you have to wonder if, if there's a lot more to that story, whether there's some, uh, some animosity or some bad blood between the ownership and the head coach if that in turn has to do with uh, Wentz, you know, decision-making, personnel changes or whatnot. I mean, there's got to be more to that story. Uh, I think that the the move that he pulled at the end of the season there with basically giving up that game was probably just the icing on the cake and may have been done to spite the ownership uh, because I don't understand other, why you would do that otherwise. I mean, it makes no sense. And that's probably all that uh, Jeff Lurie needed to basically can him. So there must be more to that story. I got to ask you, like, what if, what if he was your coach and he brought you a Super Bowl just two years or three years removed? I mean, don't you owe him some kind of loyalty? And, and I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like there must be more to it and it must go beyond football. It must be some type of either, uh, you know, maybe their personalities just don't click. This is probably something that's been brewing, but because of the success they had a few years ago, you know, you're not going to fire a guy at that point, right? So th- they had a pretty big fall from grace this year, one of the worst seasons they've had since I think Buddy Ryan was the coach years ago. Um, or was it uh, was it Buddy Ryan? I can't remember, but it was, yeah, it, was it was a long time ago that they've had a season this bad, and it was a pretty dramatic fall from grace in just a couple of years. So, you know, like I said, it it probably stems from some something deeper than football, and um, this is probably just the the, the thing that kind of the icing on the cake. Absolutely. It's, it was pretty shocking to me. I was amazed when I heard it. I don't think he's going to have a, a hard time finding another job. Um, no, from what, I hear, from what I hear, he's well-respected throughout the league. I'm sure he'll oh, pick up a work, no problem. You can't win a Super Bowl yeah. and bring the first Super Bowl to that city and the way he did it with the backup quarterback and, and not have respect for your peers. So we'll see. Uh, what else you got? So, uh, crazy, uh, celebration in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, instead of yelling oh. roll tide, they might as well be rolling, <laughs> yelling roll COVID. Uh, I don't know what those people were thinking, but, um, I mean, just a slap in the face to all of us who've been, you know, uh, practicing safe behaviors and unbelievable, you know, right? What were they? I don't get thinking? it. I don't get it. And it's not, you know, you know, what's funny. They did that. And this is a team that's used to winning. This is Alabama. I know, right? <laughs> They've won seven championships in right. 12 years. This was not a school right. or a town that's not used to winning championships. I I almost can see that scenario. But Tuscaloosa, come on. I think I think there were less they're used to winning. I know. I think there were less people at the Ranger Stanley Cup parade after 50 years of championship drought than there was. I mean, like it was ridiculous how many people were there. And I love and, and don't get me wrong, if anybody's listening right now and you're in Tuscaloosa and you're an Alabama football fan, I'm not trying to disrespect you. But come on, guys. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Gotta be smarter than now, that. Got to be smarter than that. Smarter than that. I mean, the the vaccine just came out. Like people are getting vaccinated. The end is near. We're gonna 
hopefully get back to normal soon. New York is starting to open businesses again. How many hospitals like, are in Tuscaloosa? I don't know. Not enough to handle the the well, onset they're onslaught in, they're about to get of positive COVID patients. I'll tell you that. Ninety nine percent going to be capacity. Ninety nine percent in the next fourteen days. Oh yeah, I mean, if there isn't a massive outbreak there, then I, Dude, I don't know what. They weren't even like a foot apart. Dude, they were no, on was, top of each other. That was, it was a mob scene. It was, oh, it was crazy. There had to be thousands there, too. You see the pictures? I mean, that like, looked like thousands of people. So that was disappointing Insane. to see. That was disappointing. Very disappointing. I'm glad you brought that up because that was just absolutely ludicrous to see. Yeah. So listen, uh, I want to go back to the Rams. You know, Darnold is, uh, Donald is injured, but, you know, not only him, but Krupp, uh, Krupp got injured. Um one of their cup. other uh cup, I'm sorry, cup Cooper Cup, right? Uh and yep. one of their other guys too um was injured uh, aside from the quarterback there. So uh they've got a couple guys that are banged and bruised. Um and whether they'll be back, you know, and playing at hundred percent, I'm not so sure. Uh so <laughs> their their chances don't look so good when you figure that they're going huh. into Green Bay too, right? Yeah. I mean exactly. they're going into Green Bay, the frozen tundra. I mean, geez. Like, I just can't believe somebody would actually pick the Rams to win that game. It's pretty pretty amazing uh, it'd be but, a shocker to say by the least. way who do you think is going to win that game <laughs> do i have to say it dave do i have right, to okay. um one more thing i wanted to mention uh the uh nhl starts i think tomorrow is actually the first set of games and uh they are now playing life outside the bubble and as a result uh the dallas stars have already got hit with the bugs so they're starting a game their first game got delayed i'm not sure till when but uh, also, the Rangers uh, superstar Mika Zibanejad, he apparently has missed some time during this preseason, shortened preseason, because he is positive. So he's waiting to get cleared to return to action. So uh, this is going to be similar to how the NBA got rolled out. Um, you'll see a bunch of stars in the NHL get probably similar issues. Yeah, um, the NBA, I think the NBA is going to hit the worst only because, you know, there's only 12 players on a basketball roster. So if you get a quick little five player uh, spread there, that's a big hit to your NBA team, right? And that's why they did so well in that bubble environment down in Orlando. They did it right, but they, they can't do it that way this year. And I think it's really going to hurt the NBA the most. Well, it's, it's hurting them right now. Uh, yeah. The Boston Celtics had to postpone games. They don't even have eight players that are, that are eligible and that's the right. minimum allowed <laughs> to I mean. play. So uh, I that's think the I Mavericks mean. too in Dallas, the Mavericks, I think Maybe also got hit. guys off the street. I might throw a Jersey on. Hey, I don't know. Uh, they might have to play a little, play a little PG. <laughs> well, uh, they might be, they might be having to dip into the G league, but God only knows how, how well sequestered those guys are too. I mean, I don't know. Man. They, might have, they might have to postpone the season a little bit. I don't know. Unless these guys, somehow get vaccinated or something like that it's just going to be well i think at, i think at some point the nhl and the nba their their seasons are going to have to be able to be adapted and schedule wise throughout the entire course of this thing because there's no way that they're going to be able to stick to a time schedule from the start to finish and go with it they're going to have to make adaptations and changes and they're probably gonna have to end up pushing back some of these playoff rounds and things like that championship games so we'll see what happens um nfl was in in that spot just a few weeks ago where they were considering pushing back some of these playoff rounds because of stuff that was going on. They were able to get through it, but the advantage there is that those guys only play one game a week. They're not playing right. games throughout the week. So, you know, instead of playing 56 games, they're only playing 16. So it's a little easier to manage as far as the schedule goes. You know, maybe sure. you're having to push it back a week or two, but this could potentially be weeks 
that they may have to delay stuff if things keep going down like this. And they just started, so we'll have to see what happens. We shall see. His name is Brian Scott. He has his own podcast called The Injured List. Check it out wherever you check out any of your podcasts so you can see what he's got going on. Um, Brian, anything else on tap before I let you go? Well, I, ho- I heard you guys talking about um, Ohio State quarterback there, Fields. And I yeah. just, just want to remind you, everybody, they do not have a very good history of quarterback draft picks. If you look historically, a lot of their quarterback... Dwayne better- Haskins. To be to name a few, uh, <laughs> most recent one, obviously. And I was going to bring him up. I mean, like, you know, here's a guy that was a can't miss draft pick who the Giants were shunned for not picking up in the number six spot. And imagine the Giants took him. Oh my God, I'm so everybody was dogging the Daniel Jones pick. It makes Thank it makes God we didn't take Haskins. It makes Gettleman look much smarter by the day here. And you know, now listen. The guy had every chance to perform and do well. I mean, it wasn't like there, it was something physical, right? Like, so that's a, that's a red flag. And and it sounds like people knew about it at the beginning of uh, before all this. Um, and you know, it it just goes to show you again. I always go back to this: how great a quarterback Alex Smith is, and how underrated this dude is. I mean, it's unfortunate he wasn't okay, able to play in the playoff life, game. Talk about it. What do you do after the performance of this kid Heineke in the playoffs? Do you go back to Alex Smith? comeback player of the year or do you give this kid who played unbelievable in his first start in the playoffs do you give him the nod to start the season well he's not a kid he's 27 years old it's not his first stint in the nfl he came from a smaller college i think old dominion or something he was a good player he turned that uh team around and actually was very successful in college but He's had a stint, I think, in the XFL. I think he's had a stint with a couple of other NFL teams. You know, uh, he sh- he played a little bit more like a veteran, but, you know, then again, he's got some years under his belt. That's what you would expect from a guy that's been around a little bit. Whether or not he can carry that through a whole season, well, It's I funny. Know. Like, everybody was screaming for Smith when Hoskins was in. Now they're screaming for this kid. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. Uh, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting training camp for that team next year. Well, I'm curious see to see what Washington's going to do now with the draft because now, you know, I don't know what position they'll have. And now that they've had some success because they won the NFL lease. Um, and, and now, you know, who knows what's going to happen. They've got with- a pretty good draft pick. Yeah, well, so th- that might be spent on another quarterback because, you know, God only knows what's going to happen to Alex Smith. We don't know how serious this injury to his remaining calf muscle is or whatever he's got left in his leg. But uh, it just could be the thing that kind of ends it for him. I mean, we'll have to see. He came through so much to battle back, and then to not even be able to make it to the playoff game is really uh, upsetting. But, uh, you know, it's more about longevity with him. you got to worry about that guy's leg for the rest of his life. He's only 37 years old. He's going to really get significant playing time this year. That was not the plan. It wasn't, and he came through for them. I mean, he got them in the playoffs. So. He did. He did his job. Yeah. He did his job. All right, Brian, I'm up against it. I got to get All going. Right, yeah. I'll get you on early and often next week. No problem. Uh, any parting words real quick? For no, nah, thanks show. for having me. Stay safe, everybody. Vaccines are rolling out. Uh, I'm sure Ike has got to be online next to get his because he's a teacher. So we got to get the kids first. back in school. You got it. <laughs> Good. You got the first one either today or yesterday. That's so. what I like to hear. Let's go. I got mine. I got my second one coming up in a, another week and a half, and uh, it's not too bad. Uh, a little arm soreness, a little bit uh, fatigued, and a little little feverish, but low-grade fevers. Um, and that was only for about 24, 48 hours, so it's not too bad. No, no worse than the flu shot, to be honest. Uh, 
and there's been a lot of good uh, feedback from everybody's getting it. Uh, a lot of my you colleagues know, I'm getting to the it. point where and I don't want to get too big into this, but I'm just going to do whatever's going to get us to to get back to where we were or somewhere close to it because yeah. I can't, I just can't take it anymore. I just, well, I think I, I think uh, that's a good attitude to go in with. If yeah. you start uh, getting too much into the science, too much into the the details of it, you'll drive yourself crazy. And that's not what we need right now. Everyone's going crazy enough just by being locked in their houses. So I'll say one more thing on it, and then I'll go. I'm more panicked about getting COVID than I am about the actual vaccine, and that's why I'll probably get it. So on that note, I'll let you go, Brian. I'll see you next week. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right. That was Brian Scott. Check his podcast out. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.